0: This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. As I am recording this, you might in the background faintly hear the sounds of rain from Hurricane Adelia (laughs) as it hits here in my home in South Carolina. And This is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for August 31st, 2023, my episode 65. I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics and bring it all to you. And here are this week's headlines. Dune 2 Delayed, Harley's First Voice Passes, Suicide Squad The Air Cut, Nandor, Fandor, and The Talking Mongoose Review, that and much more in a moment. Variety reports that Dune 2 will be delayed because of the continuing strikes from the writers and actors, which I wholeheartedly support. They should get paid for what they're worth. In addition, Tour.com reports that Denis Villeneuve only wants to make one more Dune movie. He says, if I succeed in making a trilogy, that would be a dream. Villeneuve also told Empire Magazine that Dune Messiah was written in reaction to the fact that people perceived Paul Atreides as a hero, which is not what he wanted to do. His adaptation is closer to his idea that it's actually a warning. But why no more Dune after three? He says after that, the books become more esoteric. I I agree with that. The Warner's animation family lost a true talent in Arlene Sorkin. Who voiced Harley Quinn in Batman the Animated Series? Rest in peace, Arlene Sorkin, the incredibly talented original voice of Harley Quinn, who helped us create the character so many of us love. Love to her family and friends, shared by James Gunn on X. Mark Hamill also had some thoughts, devastated to learn we lost the brilliant Arlene Sorkin. Not just a wonderful talent, but a truly wonderful person. I am grateful not only to have worked with her, but to have been her friend. Sending my heartfelt condolences to her family and loved ones. That's a tough one. Anytime you lose anybody from that great series, but really just that talented of a person, it hurts. And, uh, you know, her and Kevin Conroy are now gone from, from Batman the Animated Series, and that's, uh, that's tough. H. Showbiz reports that David Ayer said the Suicide Squad left him broke and left him devastated. The good news is that James Gunn supports releasing David Ayer's cut. But time will tell. Variety reviews Nandor, Fandor, and the Talking Mongoose from Legion M. In the 1930s, a family living in a farmhouse on the Isle of Man claimed they played frequent host to an octogenarian mongoose from New Delhi, whose mysterious powers were hardly limited to human speech. With Simon Pegg cast as a well-known researcher drawn to the mystery, the film would have seemed to have chosen eccentric character comedy as a tactic. But after 96 minutes, we remain uncertain just what director Adam Siegel intends here, clear as it is that the results, despite rather handsome period trappings, fall short of any fuzzy goal. It's kind of an offbeat misfire you nonetheless keep rooting for, hoping that somehow it will pull itself together in the end. More of the review at Variety.com. Ace Showbiz has a story on the Highlander reboot with Henry Cavill and John Wick director Chad Stelhesky directing. The director commented, I will say it for you first. Our story engages a lot of the same characters and stuff like that. But we've also brought in elements of all the TV shows and we're trying to do a bit of a prequel, a setup to the gathering. So we have room to grow the property. A reboot might be in order because the last few movies just seemed to be all over the place. And then having the two McLeods fight each other was kind of, I don't know, it just didn't make it for me. And that was over 20 years ago. Peacock will have Jurassic Park animated treatment according to Variety. Jeff Goldblum voices a promo in the 22-minute special called Lego Jurassic Park, the unofficial retelling. It's part of celebrating the 30th anniversary of the original Jurassic Park film. Goblin basically says that's a whole pile of blocks in relation to another line he said originally <laughs> in the movie. Variety also reports that Emma Corrin is playing the villain in Deadpool 3 with Wolverine joining the Merc with the Mouth. I'm really excited to play a villain, Corrin said. I haven't done that and it's an itch I want to scratch. Scheduled release is for May 3rd, 2024. Ace Showbiz reports that Matt Smith was approached to play Reed Richards in The Fantastic Four after Adam Driver passed on it. No word on his decision as of yet. There's more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Deadline reports that Anthony Carrigan will play Metamorpho, aka archaeologist rex mason in superman legacy the actor is known for his work in barry tor.com Yvonne Xiao has a history of dragons in western literature she writes the origin of the dragon is such a mystery even the exact etymology of its name is disputed but you can mostly trace the meaning of dragon back to serpent as in dracon in ancient greek and draco in latin for instance If you dig deeper, its root, dirk or dirk, is equivalent of to see. In ancient Greek, suggesting that dirkon also indicates seeing one or I see. This specious character assassination spanned the continent of Europe. In Greece, dragons were either either monstrous beasts that stood in place to thwart protagonists from their heroic destinies, thinking of Jason and the Golden Fleece from the dragon's jaws, or public enemies to be overcome by gods and goddesses. Typhon, the father of all monsters, is defeated by Zeus. Python, the serpent, felled by Apollo. And Landon, son of Typhon, is dispatched by Hercules. More on these dragons and their scales at Tor.com. Collider has the 10 best Lannister episodes from Game of Thrones. Number 10, The Spoils of War, aired season seven, episode four. The episode sees Jaime Lannister facing Daenerys and her Dothraki on the open field. She destroys his army with Dragoon and nearly kills him after he foolishly charges against her before being saved by Bronn. Remember that one? That was good, that was a great battle. Number nine, The Dragon and the Wolf, season seven, episode seven. The season seven finale, The Dragon and the Wolf, features a massive assembly of main characters as the Lannisters meet the Starks and their allies to negotiate a truce. The episode features a long-awaited reunion between Cersei and Tyrion, with the two having one of their famous hearts-to-hearts, with culminating with Cersei's apparent agreement to a ceasefire. But you can't trust that Cersei. And number eight, You Win or You Die, from season one, episode seven. Ned Stark Unfortunately, realizes it's too late. He is no longer a match for the Lannisters' cunning. Upon realizing Cersei's children are Jaime's and not Robert's, Ned does the honorable thing and warns her of his intentions to reveal the truth to the king. Cersei responds by delivering one of the most iconic quotes in the Game of Thrones before departing to put her own plans into action. There's more of the list at Collider.com. Finally, Tour.com has five classic tales about letting AI do all the work. From 1946, A Logic Named Joe. Very few science fiction stories foresaw anything like the internet. A Logic Named Joe is one of those rare tales. It even foresaw internet stalking. If it betrays its age beyond logics, being apparently mechanical in operation, it is by the fact that users can trust the information which logics provide to them. Watch Bird by an author I love and very underrated, I think, from 1953, Robert Sheckley. One might wonder if automation run amok stories are like generation ship stories in that no character in such a story has ever read any story of the sort that they are in. However, this is a Robert Sheckley story and it's equally plausible that the geniuses responsible have read cautionary tales. They're just convinced that they are too smart for the cautionary tales to apply to the task at hand. And finally, The Silver Metal Lover by Tanith Lee. For reasons that are unclear, many of Lee's protagonists are orphans. Novels such as this one seem to underscore the fact that being an orphan is by no means the worst possible fate. Dementa is merciless in her never-ending campaign to reduce Jane to a helpless, self-loathing victim so Dementa can look better by comparison. More of this interesting list at Tor.com. And that is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 65, for August 31st, 2023, as we end the month. I'll be back with a new month next Thursday. You can also enroll for a free lifetime membership at Sci-Fi Talk Plus, with early release, exclusive, and uncut episodes, just click on the link in the show notes. It is free, and I say it again, free for a lifetime. This is Johnny Tulato. Thanks for listening.